This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Betting trends are everywhere. 89% have the bets at the under. So is it just a trend? You could try to zig when everyone else is zagging and go the other way on some of these. Or is there some truth behind those numbers? They're going to play the Chiefs. They're going to play the Chargers. Eagles. This schedule's brutal. It's time to find out. It's trend or truth on BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. You know, for power ranking opens for this show, that one is the most underrated, I think. Well done, everybody no. involved. No. Welcome back to VQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and the ever-zigging or zagging Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Uh, top of the hour, we will talk about uh, Thursday night football between the Patriots and the Steelers, but it is now trend or truth time. And... One thing that we have talked about, I think, a good bit over the last couple of weeks involves favorites. And last week against the spread, favorites 8-4-1. and one. Uh, Underdogs can spread 4-8-1, and one, of course. Uh, road favorites uh, also did really well, going 6-1 and one ATS. So let's start there. Uh, is this a trend or is this truth as far as backing favorites, Joe? Trend. Trend. I hate it. I hate it here. And of course, like just about everything I'm looking at for this weekend it is a dog. Most I'd say the, the vast majority of them. And that's where I'm typically at in the NFL. It's the truth part is the awful offenses, the poor quarterback play, all the backups that are out there. Teams can't score, but that's been going on all year. That was going on when the quarterbacks were held too. So it makes me think, I don't know if that has everything to do with it, but it's a trend. This is not going to continue for the rest of the year. It's not going to be all the favorites are dominating every single week till week 18 wraps up and through the Super Bowl. That's that's just not going to happen. Um, the numbers are going to get to a point where the dogs start hitting and uh, I'm back. I'll be backing a number of underdogs this weekend. So it better be a trend for my for my sake. <laughs> or for a lot of dog betters, the last couple weeks have been rough. You've got to think that eventually it's not going to keep up, but favorites dominated 12 and four straight up in ATS in week 12, 10 and three straight up in ATS in week 13. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to bet a lot of favorites. <laughs> That's just how I roll. <laughs> um, so I hope it continues. I only like a couple dogs this week, actually. So. I just think it's going to be a week to week thing. If you see the opportunity, yeah. I don't know if it's truth or trend. You know what I mean? It just is what yeah. it is right now. Yeah. Right. La- last week I ended up splitting it. So I did like in contests, it was like a couple, two or three favorites. I forgot. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I'm like, Oh, thank God. I went with some of those favorites. <laughs> yeah. And for it our is- contest picks, I yeah. was like, I better mix in some dogs here, you know, yeah. <laughs> 
it's kind of better to do that way. I think lessens the blow. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to say, like, I don't know if this is every single week for me, but, like, for my contest picks, I think it's, like, two and three, three and two for favorites. Like, I don't think I've yeah. gone to any extreme with four or five one way or the other. And I never think about it. Like, it never crosses I, my mind what the ATS numbers for favorites are from week to week. And if this means anything, like, it, perhaps you can make the argument that this league is a little bit more top heavy. If for no other reason, a lot of backup quarterbacks are playing and there are a lot of starters who are playing really poorly. So in that respect, there's probably a little bit of truth there just because, there are some key matchups where you go, you know what? Yeah, that starter can play a good bit better. He will play a good bit better, so that's fine. But as an overall actionable insight, absolutely not. Like, there's definitely nothing there. So I'm going to go with trend and hopefully never, ever think, yeah. think about it again. And, and, uh, and as, a remi yeah. as a reminder, this happens every year. By the way, there are right. stretches every single year where it's, oh, my God, the favorites are dominating. Oh, my God, the underdogs are dominating. Maybe we're just noticing yeah. it more because it's been unders all year and not, maybe some people are looking mm -hmm. for something or something tends to stand out. This happens every year with favorites at, at some point. And that's just part of variance, right? Like you spin yeah. the roulette wheel enough times, like you're going to get a string of reds. You're going to get a string of blacks. That's just part of the deal. Like it's mm -hmm. the statistical thing that always occurs. And so it really shouldn't be a surprise, but it's something inherently happening this year that is different than other seasons. Well, that's when you need to be looking at totals and offensive play, those kinds of things. But that won't have a whole lot to do with favorites and underdogs, I think. So, yeah, I think we're all uh, in agreement there. Uh, Joe, what do you have uh, as far as uh, some sort of trend uh, you feel like could become actionable? Well, I, I think it's certainly something that we need to talk about. And Evan Abrams had, had a great breakdown on this win games, right? That is a big story early in the week. Totals dropping like a rock. And by the way, some of the weather situations, maybe not looking as awful as uh, as previously reported, especially with the rain. But uh, win games, I find this really interesting that um, numbers react to wind, right? And we're usually talking about 20 plus miles per hour but this is based on 10 plus miles per hour during games and keep in mind these are closing numbers so the closing number is after all the reaction to the weather so uh let's see win games 10 plus miles per hour this year unders 18 5 and 1 and you might think well it's been an under year so that makes makes sense well they're hitting by five and a half points per game and over the last three years, so now we're not talking about just the or the under. Over the last three years, when we've had, when the wind's been uh, at least 10 miles per hour, unders are 110, 55, and 1. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. We're dealing with closing numbers, so it's not like, oh, it's early in the week, best of the number, and it's still hitting at an alarming rate, the under when there is wind and we always talk about 20 miles per hour i'm talking about 10 plus hmm. i just think with yeah. the way that the unders are hitting mm -hmm. all together it's just is this like a season where you can't can't look at outside factors as much because unders are just hitting anyway but that was the last few years I mean, this has been okay. going on for a while. Yeah. 
you're increasing the sample size in other words. And so this has nothing yeah. to do with, you know, the bad offensive performances this year or even last year, you know, that, that's something where, okay, things have been trending downward for a little bit, but this even predates that. So I think definitely it uh, makes a whole lot of sense. I mm -hmm. wonder, you know, I don't know if I have an answer to this, but I do wonder if there's a difference between scripted and unscripted plays whenever you're looking at overall success in this department. Because if, say, you're feeling the wind and you want to react to that or adjust to that, is it something where in-game, based upon what you're feeling, if you over-adjust and run a little bit more or keep your passes relatively conservative, I wonder if that matters uh, versus, say, scripted plays where you could see both sides of the argument, right? Like, hey, we're going to run what we're going to run because we're going to be successful. It's only 10 miles per hour, no big deal, versus, hey, guys, I think it's going to be a win game. We better make sure that things remain conservative. And then once you kind of set that tempo and you sort of set that standard, then you carry mm -hmm. it through all the way to the end of the ball game. Yeah, the mindset of the coach, how worried are they about turnovers? What do they stress when it comes to that? Let's just try to get out of this game without turning the ball over. You know, the quarterback, do you trust your quarterback? I mean, look at this week. How many coaches can truly say, I trust my quarterback this week, if they're being honest? Oh, God. Less than half, <laughs> right? Oh, yes, yeah. less than half. Oh my so gosh, yes. I would think they're going to lean on the run game a whole lot more than other situations where you have a little bit of wind. Which is interesting in a year where running backs have been a bit disrespected. And now is the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, right. well, we actually really kind of need you. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the actionable part is rushing attempts overs and some of these running backs. Yes. That's, That's how idea. you do it. Yeah. And I know it's something we talked about on the show before where rushing games are no more efficient. In fact, they're even less efficient than they normally are. Like it's not just quarterback play that stinks. Uh, the running backs stink too. Like you're not, you can't just like rely on them, but I think rushing attempts that whole, that makes a whole lot more sense. And also too, you know, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And then when you're looking at sort of the breakdown of a game, Nobody can really pull away in a ground and pound game, right? Like even Derrick Henry yeah. in his prime, like that's only one or two like humongous runs he will have per contest. Like even if he's getting to 150, like, okay, maybe he does it in like two or three big spurts, fine. But in those kinds of games where that's what's being dictated, very few passes, the games are going to be close and they're going to be low scoring. And I think also when you're talking about higher wins this time of year, everybody's kind of worn down, right? Like the, the grind of an NFL season is such to where nobody is healthy. Everybody's down to 70%, mm -hmm. 60%, or even less than that. So the play itself is not that good to begin with because the stamina required is just oh so difficult to achieve. Yeah, that's – and look, with low totals – I, I lean to underdogs anyways, but if you're getting mm -hmm. more than a field goal in these low total games, maybe that's why that's we'll, we'll go over the contest picks later, but uh, that's where I find myself landing a lot with this specific slate. For sure. For sure. Uh, Aaron, anything kind of stand out to you as far as a trend uh, that is worth discussing 
bringing up here. Yeah, I was looking at teams coming off a bye. Like, is there any advantage that we could do with that? Because I know we talked about road favorites, and they've got, like, some crazy numbers coming off a bye. But they, it really doesn't apply that much. But specifically in the case, you know, of, like, the Ravens, for example, you know, would you give Harbaugh, I think he's, like, 9-7, and seven, off the bye to me i'm like well he can't really look too far into that nine and seven it's mm-hmm. like okay i don't know if there's a huge <laughs> advantage there but anything just sort of teams off the bye at this point is that just mostly trend or is there anything you guys look for there with an advantage just a few seconds left i think what's fascinating is uh Dr. Ed Fang uh, looked into this and actually that advantage that teams have off the buy, it's shrinking. Medical oh. staffs are better now than ever before. Technology is better now than ever before to where the recovery time from one week to the next is actually improving to where, okay, if it's two weeks versus one week, it doesn't matter nearly as much as it used to, Joe. All the old school handicapping is shrinking. The home field has been shrinking for years. The Oh, the disadvantage of West Coast to East Coast early time slot. That's been shrinking. Yeah, like a lot of those old standard ways of thinking, uh, not actionable at all. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the quarterback matchup you've all been waiting for all year long. Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubitsky. That's right here on the BetQL Network.